peeps, Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, today we are going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 21, entitled What's Your Sign, which aired on May 26th, 1988. In this episode, Punky befriends a deaf girl, which I think this is sweet. I really, really do. I like when they get those episode those teachable episodes, you know, when she's befriending, you know, the mentally handicapped school janitor, uh, Linda, or she's befriending this girl. I believe her name is Mar- Maria. Let me double check. Yes, her name is Maria. All right. Okay, well, you know what? Let's waste no time getting into this episode. Real quick, it was dir- this episode was directed by Devaney Kelly, writers David Duclin, and Cheryl Alou. It has a 7.7 rating out of 10 on IMDb, so, and that's based on six ratings. Okay. Alright, so we open up the episode in the backyard, and oh my gosh, the backyard actually has grass around that tree. This looks like a different area, or I think it's just because the camera angle is from the side of the treehouse. It's all at ground level. There's a blue blanket spread out. We got a few girls. It's, I think it's like the butterfly troop. It's like, it's some similar to like Girl Scouts where, you know, you have to earn your badges. They got sashes with badges on it. I don't know. I could not say sash to save my life. I like the little, uh, the music. I mean, the, um, I'm sorry, guys. It's, like, going on 11 in the morning. I just got up an hour ago. Sorry. <laughs> the music they, they got playing in the scene, it's really catchy. It's just instrumental and everything. Like, oh, all the girls hanging out, talking to each other. So I'm going to play this clip. So we get to the blanket with the girls, and Punky is showing this other girl the badge she earned for, um, for survival skills, and she says how it took her all summer to earn it, and the girl, I don't know her name, says, oh my gosh, you spent all summer in the woods? And Punky's like, no, I actually spent, like, a weekend in my treehouse. I don't know. Should that... I mean, it's survival. It's not staying out in the woods or anything like that. But I don't know what constitutes... They're probably very lenient when it comes to earning these badges. She probably just feels like, oh yeah, I spent a weekend out in the woods. Sure, not. So we got Henry kind of being the uh, den mother here. He's got a bunch of 
balloons in a basket, and he's got a six-pack of grape soda. There's more than six kids there, I think. He's got Margo, Cherry, Punky, uh, Maria, this other girl. At, there might have been a few other kids floating around there. I love how Henry says, you know what? I skipped a, a nap to help you here, so, yeah. But Betty's just barking orders, like, oh, these kids are going to be hungry soon. Go get some food for them. Like, he's got two hands. He's going to have to, because he, she says, where's the ice? And he's like, well, I, I only got two hands. I'll have to make another trip. So Punky asks Maria, like, oh, that's a neat badge. What'd you get that for? And she's like, for having the tidiest uniform. And all the kids are laughing. And at first I'm like, okay, are they laughing because that's what the badge is for that she earned? For having the cleanest uniform? Or are they laughing because of how she's talking because she's deaf? I can't really make it out. And Betty kind of chastises the girls. She's like, girls, don't, that's not, don't make fun of people. There's nothing wrong with having a clean uniform. So, Cherry kind of comments on, oh, you got a nice shine on those loafers there. Those are loafers? They look like red shoes that Dorothy wore in The Wizard of Oz, only they don't sparkle. They're not, they look like ruby red slippers without the sparkle to them. They're not loafers. So, yeah. Maria says, you know, she really hasn't had a lot of time since she's just moved here. And that's where we get Mrs. Johnson explaining that Maria moved there from Detroit. She's still settling in and everything like that. And eventually she'll be able to earn more badges. So, one step at a time, guys. She might, Yeah, she's only got one, one badge. The girls all have at least, like, between five and eight badges. So... So, of course, Margot's got to be like, what's the point of wearing that sash if you're not going to earn a bunch of badges? You know, go for the gold and this and that. And that's where Betty's like, well, Maria just moved here from Detroit. I'm sure eventually she will earn more badges as she goes along. But isn't isn't the Girl Scout troop type thing? That's usually in the summer, right? So I don't know what time during the summer this is supposed to be. So now we've had and these episodes I think were all shot out of sequence and they were aired you know however so this could all be condensed into probably one summer so they have a banner up in the backyard it says Firefly Girls of America chapter 34 alright and Cherry is telling Henry how he makes such a distinguished mother helper. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, clothes make the man, as they say. And this is where Betty's like, Henry, the girls are going to be hungry. Can you please go up and make something or get something for them to eat? This should have been planned. He had six drinks for, like, at least, I counted more than six girls. There's at least eight to ten girls there. We had some on the blanket, we had a few girls over by the tree, staring at the treehouse, and we had one girl that just came up to join them, so. So I do remember seeing this episode, we got balloons on the table, we got some yarn, we got some glue. I'm trying to remember what exactly they make, but I can't remember. Oh, maybe it's a face? It could be a face, like the yarn is the hair. I, I think I got it, I think I got it, maybe. Well, I was way off, everybody. They're making yarn baskets. Oh! Oh, I get it. Okay, that's what the balloon is for. Oh! So they put the yarn around the base of the balloon, and then when they're done, they pop the balloon and take the balloon out, and then there's your basket. Oh, that is creative. That is very creative. I like that. So Betty tells the girls to grab a balloon, and the girls all reach, like, dive for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how are these balloons not popping? All those balloons are different sizes. And she gives Punky sitting next to Maria and says, oh, here, Maria, you can use my balloon. It's so small. Why are all those balloons different sizes? Why couldn't someone make them all equal? 
Oh. So I'm gonna play this clip. Okay, fireflies. Oh. Everyone gather around the table. Today we're gonna make yarn baskets. Everyone get a balloon. issue with this right here um when we opened up the episode we saw the girls on the blanket maria was speaking to cherry who is directly next to her so clearly she can read lips which is what betty says because well when punky gives like hey do you want to use this balloon and marie's like what and then she says, oh, uh, Punky tells her, you know, for the, you know, make the yarn basket and everything. And, every, and Marie's not understanding, so, uh, Betty kind of steps in and says, guys, Maria, just don't worry about Maria, okay? She has a bit of a hearing issue here. And the girls are all like, oh my god, she can't hear, she can't hear. It's like, did she just show up that day? And she never exhibited any signs that she had a hearing impairment. And Betty should have straight up top said that that just doesn't make any sense. My guess is that she joined that day. The kids didn't know. Her mother surely didn't prepare her for that. And she didn't prepare anyone else. Well, she must have talked to Betty. I was like, that's gonna be hard for Marie. And now all those girls are not gonna want to have anything to do with her because she can't hear. I think that is garbage. So Henry comes out with a ginormous box of peanut brittle that's been delivered. That's their annual fundraiser. They're gonna sell peanut brittle. I thought he was bringing out sandwiches. I thought these girls were hungry. They're not hungry? Uh, they're more preoccupied with the yarn baskets, but... I'm gonna play this clip. These girls are ravaging. Just like, whoa, girls, chill, chill your roll. I know they're like young girls, but it's peanut brittle. They want to make that money. They want to earn those badges. Well, they're not making the money. The uh, the troop is making the money, and they're getting like the badges for it. So. Just delivered this. It says peanut brittle, but it feels like lead. It's here, girl. The annual fundraiser is officially on. Yeah! Yeah! Ah, now, whoever sells the most gets two weeks at Camp Googaloo. Yeah! Yeah! Mother's helper is developing a hernia.
Divides the girls into pairs. She says this is how it's going to be done, how you're going to sell the peanut brittle. And first she kind of has Margot take Maria. Like, all right, you and Maria are going to be together. Margot's like, well, Kate and I live right down the street from each other. That would work out a lot better. Then she kind of pawns Maria off on another girl who says, oh, I already chose to be with this girl. Then she says... Cherry, you can be with Maria, and uh, I feel so bad for Maria, and the fact that she even says, well, Punky, then you can be with, and, and Punky's like, no, 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 I was gonna be with, and it's like, even Betty's like, girls, you are together, like, all the time, you know, uh, Cherry and Punky, it's like, you can, and then... And even Punky, I'm like, what is with you? You're supposed to be this nice, open, friendly girl, and you're being no different than the other girls are acting around Maria. Like, she's got a virus or something. But, luckily, Punky finally changes her tune. Like, oh, don't worry, Maria, it'll be fun. It's like, I wouldn't want to work with you after that, after you... Or standoffish with me. It's like, Maria knows what's up. Nobody wants to partner with her on this peanut brittle thing. So the girls get working on their yarn baskets. And Maria's helping Punky kind of straighten out the yarn. Cherry's like, oh, this team need this group needs, like, some music. Or this activity needs some music. So she's got this really nice stereo. It's, it's red. So, of course, it's really, really nice. And she's like... Cherry's holding it, like, right, like, a foot away from Maria's head. Like, oh, Maria, do you like music? And Maria's like, what? And it's like, she can read lips. Betty said that, but if, in order for her to do that, you have to be standing in front of her, facing her. She's not going to be able to read your lips if you're staring, like, in another direction. So you gotta kind of work with her. And when Mar oh, and uh, Cherry mentions about the um, the music and everything, she feels kind of bad, like, oh, that's right, you're deaf, you can't listen to music. And Betty kind of corrects her, like, no, Maria can enjoy music. She hears the vibrations. And then Maria's like, what? It's like, you guys, you're all talking, but you're not talking to Maria, you're talking at her or away from her. And Margot, it's not that she has she's oh, she said you can hear the vibration. It's like she's sounding out the words. And Maria finally has had enough. She's like, you know what? I'm not stupid. I can speak English just fine if you're, like, talking to me and we're looking at each other. Like, come on. Finally, Maria just gets up, and she just walks off, and before she leaves, she turns around and says, you know what, I didn't even want to be in the stupid club. My mother made me. I know you don't like me. It's like, I can understand her frustration, the fact that Betty tried unsuccessfully to have Maria partnered up with at least four different girls, or five if you include Punky. And Maria just, she's probably been through this before, probably when she lived in Detroit. Just kids being very standoffish, you know, uh, kids making fun of her because she sounds different because and everything like that. And it's just, 
It's not easy. It's not, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to be hard of hearing. Yeah, I really like when uh, Maria here gets after Margo. Like, I am deaf, but I do speak English. You dumb, dumb girl. You know, and she said, you know, you can't speak normally to me. You don't have to be so exaggerated about it. I like how Punky says, yeah, Margo, she's from Detroit, not Mars. Yeah, she, Mar Maria really puts them in their place. Like, hey, I know that you don't like me, and that's just fine by me. I don't really even want to be here. So now we move to the apartment where Henry is cutting up a carrot on a chopping board. Aww! Aww! Brandon's got a sash, too! Henry's like, all right, Brandon, pay attention if you want to earn your cooking merit badge. So I'm going to play this clip. It's so adorable. Brandon, pay attention if you want to earn your cooking merit badge. <laughs> Henry, have I got a problem brewing downstairs? What is it? <laughs> Trying to court martial a firefly for insubordination? <laughs> this is serious, Henry. I think I made a mistake by not telling the girls ahead of time that Maria is deaf. <laughs> she is? Maybe you should have warned all of us ahead of time. Well, I wanted to, but my mother insisted I shouldn't say anything to anyone. Why not? She doesn't want Maria to feel different. She wants her to be accepted like any other child. Well, I can understand that, but <laughs> children can be awfully insensitive about these things. What happened? I'll tell you on the way downstairs. What this party needs is food. Fast. I hope you got more than carrot sticks. Yes, of course. <laughs> Cucumber watercress sandwiches. <laughs> I spent all morning cutting off the crust. Henry, we're feeding fireflies. So while Henry is chopping up the carrot, that's when Betty comes in and says, Henry, we got a bit of a situation downstairs. So Betty says she feels that she made a mistake by not telling the girls ahead of time that Maria was deaf. Yeah, that's something you probably... So that's why the girls were acting the way they were, because that was Maria's first day and everything, so... And even Henry's like, yeah, you probably should have told I would have liked to have been known. But apparently Maria's mother didn't want Betty to disclose that information because she wanted Maria to be accepted and treated like any other normal girl. Maria's mother, you know your daughter has a hearing issue, right? She's unfortunately not going to be automatically accepted as normal like the other girls. It's a sad, sad fact, but kids are cruel. Kids are even more crueler today than they were back in 1988. They're not going to be accepting of anything that is different. So I would have went against Maria's mother's wishes and just said, girls, Maria has a hearing. I would have said not hearing problem I would have said she is deaf so if you want to speak to Maria you have to look at her so that way you she can read your lips I mean she can read lips but if your head is turned away she's not going to know what you're saying so with that all out of the way now Betty's like is this all you got for the girls to eat carrot sticks and then he's got watercress sandwiches which Betty is like, Henry, this is a bunch of young girls. This isn't, like, a tea party with senior citizens. 
at the bridge club. So Betty, and then she says really yummy. Um, graham crackers, marshmallow, peanut butter, Hershey's chocolate. She says some other things that are probably for something else, like onions and this and that and stuff. But that's probably for something else. But that sounds yummy. I want to make that. Wait, that's s'mores, isn't it? <laughs> Big, graham cracker, marshmallow, and chocolate. Of course, the peanut butter. I don't know how that fits in, but I'm sure it tastes yummy regardless. Gosh, look how generic the boxes and stuff were back in the day. Oh my goodness. Basically, you know, brown box with yellow block lettering. And Henry does feed Brandon one of those watercress sandwiches, so apparently he eats it. I thought he was like, no, thank you. So now we move back outside. The girls, Maria, Punky, and Cherry are all hanging out at one table. I don't know if this is the next day or the same day. It's the same. Where are the other girls? Did they all decide to go home? Yeah, the girls all checked out. It's like, the meeting is not adjourned. You stay until it's over. So I'm going to play this clip. Poor Maria thinks she ruined everything. You didn't ruin anything, sweetie. Everyone else did with their poor attitude. Where is everybody? Stop. I guess I should have ruined the meeting. You didn't ruin anything. Yeah. Margot always leaves fashionably early. Sure. And everybody else wants to rush home to clean their room. I should be used to it by now. Well, I say, who needs them? Let's go inside and eat these yummy graham cracker marshmallow chocolate whatevers. <laughs> whatevers? They're s'mores. Whatevers. <laughs> Are you guys coming up? In a minute. Look, Maria, I know what the girls did today. It wasn't very nice. But they're really not like that. Forget about it. I just make people uncomfortable. I try to fit in, but I never do. Hello? Hi, your mom's here. What took you so long? Sorry. I didn't think the meeting would uh, end so soon. Well, it did. All of a sudden, everybody has something else to do. You have to be patient, dear. It's never easy making new friends. That's what you always say, Mom. Maybe the next time the fireflies <laughs> could uh, meet at our house. Gee, that'd be great, Mrs. Aragon. There isn't going to be a next time. Can we just please go home now? Wait a minute. Don't you think? You should say thank you to Punky before we leave. Thanks for every off. I mean, thanks for everything, Punky. Is that how you say thank you in sign language? Not quite. It's more like this. Hey, that's neat. I taught Maria to sign over a year ago. Uh, would you teach me how to say other things in sign language? Sure. Other things. Well, bye. <laughs> teach me how to talk in sign language. Why, Punky? You're not deaf. Sign language is for freaks like me. So Henry brings out a tray. It's got the carrot sticks. It's got the graham crackers with marshmallow and chocolate and peanut butter. Oh my god, I want this so bad. Looks so good. <laughs> even though I just had lunch, like, not even a half hour ago. I want to go run out and get some graham crackers, some marshmallow, some chocolate, and some peanut butter. Alright, guys, I'll stop talking about the food right now. <laughs> yeah, Betty comes out, wonders where the, uh, the rest of the girls are. Apparently, they all had to go leave and clean their room. So... Margo, or, um, Maria's feeling bad, like, hey, this is all my fault. Punky's like, no, don't worry about it. Margo usually leaves fashionably early. Well, yeah, and so all the other girls follow suit. Sure. 
So Cherry heads up with Betty and Henry upstairs, and Maria and Punky are talking. Punky says, I'm sorry the girls were like that. They're normally not. They're nice girls. And Maria's like, don't worry about it, Punky. I deal with this all the time. I just make people uncomfortable. That's because people don't want to accept that people are different. That there are people out there that do face challenges and it makes it hard for them to do, you know, everyday things. And, you know, I do feel bad for Maria. I mean, she's trying to fit in and everything, but that speech, that hearing impairment is a barrier that, unfortunately, if all you can do is really read lips and you're, you know, relying on someone to maybe meet you halfway, I mean, if they try to do, you know, learn sign language themselves, so that way you feel like you can also put in the effort. Um, Maria's mother shows up, and Maria's angry, like, where were you? You should have been here. And her mother said, well, I didn't know the meeting was going to be so short. And Maria just wants to get out of there. But her mother's like, well, how about this? How about we have it at our place next time? And Punky's like, this sounds like a really great idea. And Maria just shuts it down, like, no, there's not going to be a next time. I'm not doing this anymore. And Punky is kind of watching Maria and her mother with their hands, you know, they're signing and everything. And we hear Maria's mom tells Punky, well, I learned, you know, to help Maria sign about a year or so ago. So I'm kind of guessing that has Maria, was she born hearing impaired? Is this something that just recently happened a few years ago? I'm guessing she was born hearing impaired, and in 1988, there probably weren't a whole lot of resources out there for, for sign language. Maybe books, maybe there might have been a class or something. There are so many, so many more resources out there now in 2018 to help the hearing impaired. So, and Punky is really interested, like, hey, can you teach me how do you do the, the, the thank you? Because... Maria's mother actually has to tell Maria, Maria, don't you think you should thank Punky for, you know, uh, having the, the meeting there and everything? And Maria does. She does, you know, the thank you, which is you put your, your hand to your mouth and you just, you know, extend it outward, like, thank you. And Punky's really interested, like, wow, that, is that how you say thank you? And she says, oh, can you show me other things? And then Maria thinks, oh, she means other things, like other and things. And then Punky's like, no, what I mean is, can you show me, like, other words, other uh, words to sign and stuff? And Maria is like, why, Punky? You're not deaf. You don't need to know this. This is only for freaks like me. It's like, Maria, you're not going to win people over if you're not willing to let somebody in. I know that she's used to being teased and people treating her like garbage and everything because she's deaf. But it's like, Punky is willing to go that extra mile. And she's willing to put in the work to be able to sign, learn to sign and communicate with you. So that way you don't have to feel like you're having to do all the work by reading lips. So, but Maria just leaves. It's like, come on, she's she's willing to make it a go of wanting to, you know, sign with you and everything. She's She wants to be your friend. Why are you not letting this happen? But Maria's been burned too many times, so she's she's a little unsure of herself. And, uh, you know, she's got probably got trust issues. She's probably made friends who she thought were friends and probably people that teased her and that weren't her friends and stuff. So, yeah. So, Punky's in her bedroom. Hey, I think we see that trophy from season two, the Girls Will Be Boys episode for the, uh, the race car. Punky's in her room reading to Brandon, who's like... His head is just over her shoulder. She's reading a book. It's not a real book. It's called Down to the Nitty Grits. <laughs> I'm going to read like this because this is funny. Because Punky's putting on a southern accent. Yeah, 
Secrets? <laughs> yeah, it's a classic love story set in a turbulent era of our nation's history. <laughs> yes, I know. It's very educational. I'm learning a lot from this book. I'll bet. I didn't even know what grits were. <laughs> Brandon? Bedtime. Sleep, and I'll let you finish it in about nine years. <laughs> what does that mean? It's sign language for thank you. Retard it to me. Oh, you're welcome. What are you thanking me for? For being a mother's helper at our firefly meeting. Oh, don't mention it. Not ever. To anyone. I hope it wasn't too awful. <laughs> What's a little humiliation as long as you girls had fun? I Marie had too much fun. <clears throat> the other kids were rough on her. Why can't they just forget that she's deaf and treat her normally? That's what I do. I'm sure they'd like to. But sometimes, when you try very hard to ignore a problem, it just gets bigger. Oh, you mean like when someone says... Don't think of elephants, and from then on, all you can think of is elephants. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> you see, dear, Maria is different from the other kids. Nothing can change that. The trick is to get them interested in her as a person, and pretty soon, they'll forget about her being different. That's a great idea. Thank you. How'd you get to be so smart? <laughs> It's one of the few rewards of old age. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. So Henry comes in and says, all right, lights out, Punky. It's time to go to bed. And YouTube Brandon. And Punky's reading, I don't know if I would call it a smut novel, because it's probably one of those romance, like, set during, because she said it's set during the Civil War. So um, it's one of those romance books. And yeah, she's 12 years old. She really does not need to be reading that. I mean, that could be the equivalent of a 12-year-old wanting to read Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it's funny how Punky tries to pass this off as, oh, it's about our nation's history, and oh, it's very educational. No, it's not. It's a romance novel, novel with probably sexual scenes in it. Yeah, she's like, I'm learning so much from this book. And Henry just pulls it out of her hands. Like, yeah, I bet you're learning stuff. This is too old for you. Like, how about you read it in maybe a good nine years? <laughs> By then, she'd be at least, like, 21. So I noticed this when Henry says, all right, Brandon, bedtime. The dog is, like, hesitant to jump off the bed. But I think he's waiting for the signal from the trainer. Because he keeps, like, lifting his head off lifting his head up and kind of, like, looking off screen, like, is it time? Should I do it now? Should I do it now? And he finally does, you know, leap off the bed. At first I thought, you know, Brandon is, this is season four. If this is the same dog that they used throughout, you know, him being, you know, a puppy when the show started and everything like that. Because he does have a little bit of white around his muzzle. So he's probably getting a bit older. But four isn't really old for a dog. I mean, dogs live to be 12, right? 12, 13 years old. So I'd say the halfway point has got to be at least seven. Yeah, definitely. I rebounded again. Brandon is pretty much just looking up at the trainer like, okay, is it my cue? Is it my cue? Should I jump off the bed, off the bed now? So I like that. Punky does the sign for thank you, and Henry's like, what is that? What does that mean? And she's like, yeah, that's, uh, Maria taught it to me. It's, um, uh, 
sign language for uh, thank you. And he's like, what are you thanking me for? And she's like, well, just for being a firefly den mother. And he's like, oh, don't mention it. Like, really, don't mention it to anybody. And this is where she starts to talk about Maria and how the kids weren't very nice to her and how Henry kind of tells her, it's like, kids can be cruel when somebody has a disability or when someone's different from them and everything. So I think that he, I like that he also pointed out to her that if you can find out, like, see what Maria's interests are and everything. And once I get to know Maria for Maria, the deaf thing will not even be factored into it anymore. They won't even notice it. But these kids need to be able to, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they need to be able to put in the effort. And Maria needs to be a little bit, I know it's going to be hard at first, but if you're willing to lend that branch and they're willing to put in the work and, and, and talk to you like you're a regular person and just stuff like that, it's like, come on, just... I also like how he says Maria is different and nothing is going to change that. And the trick is to get the other girls interested in Maria. It, you know, find out what she likes, what she's into. So, of course, Henry puts the book on the stool. When he goes to leave, Punky picks it up and starts excitedly going back and reading it out loud. Big mistake there. He comes back, pulls it out of her hands. Like, okay, that's enough of that. This book's going bye-bye. So it's the next day, and Punky and Henry are kind of going through the coupons and stuff and just cutting out ways to save, ways to save. There's nothing wrong with coupons. Oh, and Brandon's got his own coupon. So I'm going to play this clip. Wow, I think we've a coupon for an inflatable poodle? Is that supposed to be like one of those jokes where a guy wants an inflatable doll for per those purposes? I, I think they kind of squeezed that one under the radar there. So Henry's like, oh, here's a good two-for-one deal for bird seed. And Punky's like, we don't have a bird. I'm thinking, yeah, but you could feed the birds outside, get a bird feeder. That's something. So, yeah. So we hear a ding, the laundry's done, so Henry goes up to get it, and then he opens the door, and Maria is right there. So I'm going to play this clip. Oh, hello, Maria. Come in. Hello, Mr. Waterman. Hi, Punky. Hi, you're early, but it'll just take me a minute to change my uniform. Why don't you have your uniform on? Punky, I'm not very good at selling peanut brittle. Oh, that's okay. I've already sold five <laughs> boxes. Things. No, I'm something worse. I'm different. 
and I hate it. But Maria, it doesn't have to be like that. Look at me. You think I dress this way to blend in? No. I just thought you were colorblind. Maria, I'm serious. Sometimes being different could work for you. Forget it, punky. You don't know what it's like. That's right. I don't know what it's like to be deaf. But I do know what it's like being lonely. And I know how awful it is to be in a room full of people who are always feeling sorry for you. Then you know why I'm quitting the fireflies. Look, I have an idea that might make you change your mind. Will you give it a try? Why should I? Because you can't always quit and run away when somebody gives you a hard time. Because I'm asking you to. What do you want me to do? Teach me sign language. How's that gonna help? Trust me. You know, I was kind of wondering, like, what did he stick in his mouth? Because when he's talking to Maria, he's, like, chewing, Henry's chewing on something. But I had to rewind it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so he picked something up. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it's the peanut brittle he bought from Punky. So Maria shows up, and Punky's like, oh, hey, you're early. Um, I just, give me a sec, I'll change into my uniform. And Maria says, there's no need. I'm returning all my firefly stuff. You know, the uniform, you know, Punky kind of goes through the bag, like, oh, your uniform, your handbook, your merit badges? What? Why are you doing this? And mainly Maria's doing this. She's quitting because the girls aren't going to accept her and there's no way to change their minds. So Punky's been the only one selling that peanut brittle. Henry, Henry bought five boxes and he promised Punky if she cleans her room, he'll buy five more. Well, that's a start. How much more boxes have they got to sell? Oh, so Maria says, I'm not going to go out selling with you. I'm just returning my stuff. Like, I understand that this is terrible that these girls are like this, but is that really any reason to throw on the towel and say, I'm just, I'm not doing this anymore? So Punky's like, why are you quitting? And Maria goes on this rant about how, the girls don't like me. They don't understand me. They feel sorry for me, and you feel sorry for me. And Punky's like, well, I did at first, but now I just feel sorry for myself. And Ray's like, what? I don't understand. Well, Punky's like, well, we're supposed to be partners. How am I supposed to sell all this peanut brittle? There's stacks of it in that apartment. How is she supposed to do that by herself? So I forgot to mention the get the reward for selling all the peanut brittle or the most peanut brittle is two weeks at Camp Kukaluki, which they went to earlier in the season when it was summertime. They went to Camp Kukaluki. So is this going again for the next summer? Like Punky, you've been there. Let someone else who hasn't been there go. Although what am I saying? I'm sorry, Punky. I didn't mean that. Sell the peanut brittle, get the two weeks. I think it's her and um, Maria, if Maria still wants to be a part of it. So Maria's kind of throwing herself a pity party here. Like, I'm not like the other kids, and I never will be. And Punky tells her, well, you don't have to be like the other kids. Just be yourself. And apparently for Maria, she's like, well, that's just not working for me. So she's like, that'll never work. And Punky's like, sure, once I get to know you. And... Maria's, like, keeps, like, closing the door in her face and, and, you know, figurative door. Like, no, no. They'll never get to know me because they think I'm weird and dumb. Well, you know what? If you keep closing the door in people's faces, they're not going to get to know you because you're not going to give them the option to. It works both ways. You have to be willing to let people in and let them accept you. But if you're just going to be upfront, like, no, no, I'm not going to allow this. I don't want you to. I mean, if you're living in fear that everyone is going to tease you and treat you different just because you're deaf, it's like not everyone's like that. Not everyone is going to look down on you and tease you and pick on you because you have a disability. So Punky's like, you're not either of those things, you know, uh, Maria calling herself dumb and weird. 
And Maria's like, no, I'm, I'm worse. I'm different and I hate it. Didn't Linda kind of say the same thing in season two? She didn't understand, you know, why she was different in the way people treat. It's just, I don't know. So, Punky's like, you know, it does not have to be like that. Look at me. Look at how I dress. You think I want to dress normal? I want to be myself. And it's funny that Maria's like, oh, I just thought you were colorblind. That must have been where I got the whole colorblind thing from was her saying that. And I, when I had seen this episode, like, went back way back when I was 14, and I must have latched on to thinking, oh, the girl's colorblind, which she's not, so. So I like that Punky is trying to be, put a positive spin on this, like, sometimes being different can work for you. And Maria, once again, is just shutting her down every time, like, forget it, Punky, you don't understand what it's like being different. And Punky's like, I know what it's like to feel all alone. I thought she was kind of great. Punky was going to go into the spiel about, you know, her mother abandoning her and this and that and having to, and, you know, rehashing the old history. But she didn't do that. So Punky says, I, you're right. I don't know what it's like to be deaf, but I do know what it's like to be lonely. And I like how she says, and I know what it's like to always, you know, be in a room full of people that are feeling sorry for you. Like, yeah. It did take a bit, I mean, if you think about it, think back to season one. With the, um, the walk pool thing with the kids. Um, there was, you know, Ch Cherry we saw in the pilot episode, but then we got Alan, we got, um, Margo and stuff. Alan pretty much right out, Cherry too, they accepted Punky. Margo was the only odd one out that pretty much ridiculed Punky a lot for being different, for not having real parents, for thinking that Henry didn't love her because he, she wasn't his real daughter and stuff like that. But Punky, every dang time, she rose above it after, you know, she had, you know, talked to somebody about it and kind of worked through her feelings. But then she just, you know, she rose above it. Like, I'm better than that and your words aren't going to hurt me. So, Punky does say, you know, look, after Maria says, now you know why I'm quitting the Fireflies. And Punky says, look, I think I have an idea that just might change your mind. And I like how Punky reaches out and kind of turns Maria's face to her so she can see her speaking. And Punky asks her, will you give it a try? And Maria's like, why should I? Oh my goodness, now I'm just starting to get really frustrated. And Maria's a sweet girl. She's lonely, I get it, but every dang thing that Punky is offering, she's shooting it down. It's like, I don't you, you gotta be willing to try to put your foot in the door. Make an attempt. That's not asking, you know, I, I know it seems like a lot, but if you don't try at least once, you're never gonna know. And I like what Punky's saying here. It's like, you can't always quit. When somebody gives you a hard time. No, you can't. I mean, you think I would have walked away from my jobs just because someone was calling me slow or this or that? No. I might have wanted to. I might have went home crying or something like that. But no, I didn't quit. I stuck with it because, well, I had to. And Punky says, because I'm asking you to. I'm like, come on. You know, and if you think about it, just rise above what people say. Just know in your heart that you are a better person because you are standing your ground. You're saying, hey, I'm different. I don't care. That's your problem, not mine. I'm going to, hmm, like I said, just rise, rise above it. That's, you can't just shut people out of your life and just hide in a hole because you're not going to get anywhere in life with, like, that. So Punky's like, alright, teach me sign language. And Maria's like, how is that gonna help? And Punky's like, just trust me, it's gonna help. Alright, now it's the next day, we're in the backyard. Or maybe this is the same day, just later on. Because I guess they had a meeting, because Punky was saying how she was gonna put her uniform on and everything. 
It's time for the treasures report. Let's have a big hand for Margo. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now, as treasurer, I feel a deep responsibility to you, my fellow fireflies, and the money you've entrusted to me. I'm happy to report we have a surplus of $27.18. Now, I propose we invest this in a mutual fund with dividends paid quarterly. Uh, Henry, Betty, and even Brandon are eating those uh, marshmallow graham cracker, probably with chocolate co um, s'more things. I really hope they did not put brand, uh, chocolate on Brandon's, because you know dogs cannot have chocolate. They will die. So, Betty, <laughs> it's funny how Betty's, like, chewing food, but she's trying to get the fireflies' attention, so she finally resorts to blowing her whistle, because, oh, that pretty much gets the girls all to stop talking, kind of look over there. Be uh, Betty says, all right, now Margo the, is the treasurer, she's going to kind of go over everything, and I guess they earned $27, so, and Margo suggests putting the $25 in, like, a, a trust or a bond or something like that. Like, no, the girls aren't going to do that. And meanwhile, the girls are all sitting on the blue blanket, and Punky and Maria are signing back and forth, and we kind of get a voice over from Punky as she's kind of signing what she's signing and stuff like that. And they're talking about, they're making a bet. Maria says, I bet Margo sold She's ahead of everybody by nine boxes. And it turns out, yes, Margo is. So uh, Maria just bet like a quarter and she tells Punky, she signs pay up or else. And Cherry's kind of on uh, Maria's other side, kind of watching this. Like, what are you guys laughing about? Like, what is this? Can you please tell me? She's like getting like, Cherry's getting really worked up. Like, what are you guys doing? Please tell me, tell me. And that's when Punky's like, oh, uh, Maria and I are signing. And everything. We're talking about Margot and everything. And 
So the other girls are really, really intrigued by the signing. Like, hey, can you sign Meet Me in Study Hall? What's the answer to number f five and all this other stuff? I guess um, Maria said, if you don't give me 25 cents, Punky, I'll tell everyone that you let so-and-so carry your books home for you. Some guy. So I wonder if Maria has an interpreter at school, probably. I would think they had those back in the 88. I'm sure they must have. That way she can follow along. Because she clearly goes to school with Punky and everything. So Margo's trying to get everyone's attention. And the girls don't care. They're like, no, we want to learn how to sign from Maria. As the girls are all throwing out these phrases. Can you say, oh, that boy is really cute and this and that. And everyone starts kind of, they're all sitting real close, but they all start talking at once. And Punky's finally like, guys, Maria's only got two hands, please, one at a time. So that is the end of the episode. And Maria says, you know what, Punky, I think it's it's okay to be different. It's So yeah, that was the episode. It was a cute episode. I really liked it. Um, For the Brandon Tailwag writing, I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5, Brandon Tailwags. Um, I don't, the two things I didn't care for, I didn't like the fact that Maria's mother told Betty not to tell the girls that Maria was deaf. I did not like that at all. I didn't really care for how Maria kept shutting down Punky's attempts to try to get um, Maria involved with the group and try to just, try to make an attempt at getting to know the girls and letting the, well, letting the girls get to know her and everything like that. The three things I did like, I liked, of course, at the end with Marina, M Maria and Punky signing. I thought that was cool how that got the girls involved. Um, I liked um, Brandon and Punky reading that story was kind of cute. And um, <laughs> I like Maria learning that it's okay to be different. That people are going to accept you for who you are, not your disability. They're going to look past your disability. Um, as far as for Punky's principles, um, you know, we're all adults, most of us, and kids. It's like, you'd think that by now kids would learn, like, yes, somebody is different, whether you're deaf, whether you are um, hearing impaired, whether, you know, you're, you can't really see that well, whether you're autistic, whether you're, you're whatever your disability and everything, just for those that don't have it, try to understand and at least definitely respect someone's disability and everything. Just look past it and see the person within Definitely, but, I mean, definitely, if someone's willing to try and be your friend, regardless of your disability, try to let them in. I know it's going to be hard, it's going to be scary, but just try. You never know. People can surprise you. There are some good people out there in this world. They're not all bad. They're not all going to laugh and tease you and hurt you. I'm happy that Maria was able to see that. All right, let's say hey to some Punky Power listeners for the week. We have San Dimas, California, Chino, California, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Republic of Korea, Tampa, Florida, Prague, which is Republic, Malaysia, Garland, Texas, Clifton, New Jersey, Centerville, Maryland, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Landisville, Pennsylvania, Seville, Spain, Whitby, Canada, Hacienda Heights, California, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Addition Hills, Philippines, Farmington, Michigan, Baltimore, Maryland, Carson, California, Bloomingdale, Illinois, Ridgewood, New York, Graysonville, Maryland, San Diego, California, Centurion, South Africa, Rochester, New York, and Mountain View, California. All right, guys, we are reaching the series finale of Punky Brewster next week. This is a really sad moment. This, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna be really, it's gonna be sad for me. So, 
Yeah, next week, Season 4, Episode 22, entitled Wedding Bells for Brandon, which aired on May 27th, 1988. Though Henry finds it ridiculous, Punky arranges for Brandon to get married to Myron's dog, Brenda. So, alright, that is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great Sunday afternoon. I hope the weather's great where you're at, and I'll see you next Sunday with the Punky Brewster Season 4 finale, series finale, Wedding Bells for Brandon. All right, bye-bye.